Welcome to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. If you would like to participate on today's program, call now, 803-1520. That's 803-1520. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go, bouncing now. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Think Again, our topical discussion program sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Western New York, still fighting the war on poverty, now in our 55th year. Each week we talk to you about issues, events, and trends affecting you right here and right now in Buffalo and the Western New York community, and in fact, connecting to communities all across the country. I'm your host, L. Nathan Hare, President and CEO of the Community Action Organization. Make us a part of your Saturday every Saturday at ESPN 1520 AM on your dial from 11 o'clock to 12 noon each week. Now, today's program is live, so you can call in. You can join our discussion over that you will. Our number here again is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. So my main focus for today's program is the struggle that seems to be going on between uh, our Congress, led by the Democrats in the House of Representatives, and our Senate, led by Mitch McConnell, the uh, uh, t- uh, leader of the majority party in the Senate, and then Donald Trump, President of the United States. And the ideation here is that in order to keep the, com- the economy stimulated and to keep it from collapsing, that more money is going to have to be pumped into people who would actually take the money and use it uh, to create more demand for consumer goods, keep it, therefore uh, inflating demand. If demand is, is inflated, then more supply has to be uh, 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 produced. If more supply is produced, then more people have to be hired to produce that supply, and that's what's supposed to keep the economy going and keep it from collapsing uh, going through that period that we talked about in uh, June, where the economy lost something like uh, 9% of its raw total value, uh, of the GDP. Uh, and if that were annualized, it would have been something in the area of a 32 or 33% shrinkage uh, in GDP if that had happened over the course of an entire year. Um, and so I wanted to talk a little bit about this, this struggle to get to a uh, a new package. I, now, I'm not saying this because I'm a fan of putting another two or three trillion dollars on our debt. I'm not speaking to that. I'm trying to just understand what it is that the congressional leaders are trying to get done, what the president claims he wants done, the struggle that's going on to reconcile these three points of view and where we seem to be going from here. I took this from an article written by Erica Werner and Rachel Bade. Uh, coronavirus relief relief talks collapse on tap Capitol Hill as Trump readies uh, executive actions. It's that readying executive actions piece that I want to try to get us uh, uh, through. Talks on coronavirus package uh, relief a uh, 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 relief a uh, pa- uh, uh, collapse on C- Capitol Hill on Friday. The president would like us to make a deal, but unfortunately, this is uh, Secretary. Uh, uh, Stephen Mnuchin saying this, the president would like us to make a deal, but unfortunately we did not make any progress uh, today. Uh, This is Mnuchin speaking after he and White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows had met with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Minority Leader uh, Charles uh, Schumer, Chuck Schumer. At this point, he says, we're going to recommend to the president that over the weekend we move forward with some executive actions. 
he didn't provide any guidance on on how the executive actions would work or uh, how they would attempt to redirect money without congressional approval. But we know from experience that Donald Trump is going to operate as close to the edge of what is legal as possible. And if you stop paying attention at any point, he's going to go over the edge into what's illegal. And once he gets gets the illegal thing in motion so that it becomes a fait accompli, then you're going to be put in a position of having to go to courts, courts that are controlled by conservative judges that he's been appointing over the course of the past three and a half years and trust them to say that Donald Trump is overreaching his authority. And months and months will go by, maybe years go by before any decision gets made about those illegal things. But the talks in dramatic and bitter uh, and bitter unraveling is part in part because Trump and Democrats have been locked in brinkmanship over uh, uh, for years, but found ways to reach agreement on spending packages in the recent past. There seemed to be little goodwill during the talks and both sides dug in. Uh, even as the economic recovery has shown signs of losing steam and millions of Americans remain unemployed. Democrats said that they had offered to reduce the price tag of their $3.4 trillion bill, which they passed now two and a half months ago. They were willing to reduce that cost to uh, $2.4 trillion. In other words, uh, reduce it by, by $1 trillion. But that the administration's officials just rejected that offer. They kept the doors open to further negotiations, but after days of fruitless talks, chances for a, a deal are seem to be evaporating, and Mnuchin says no further meetings have been scheduled. Democrats say they cannot accept a bill that provides less than $2 trillion in new spending, while Republicans uh, believe no bill that large can pass, uh, p- pass in their chamber. There are at least four executive issues that White House officials have said they'd like to target through executive orders. I think I got about three minutes here. On uh, uh, number one is to provide some relief to jobless Americans uh, whose enhanced unemployment aid expired at the end of last month, at the end of July, uh, redirecting money from other programs towards unemployment benefits. Keep that in mind. Redirecting money from other programs. We're talking about several hundred billion dollars. If that money is going to be redirected from other programs, what are the other programs that even collectively have multiple hundreds of billions of dollars that are available to be redirected? Just a thought. Uh, in another target, another target is to provide eviction relief for Americans who have been protected by a congressionally authorized eviction moratorium. And we've talked about that in this program space. How does it make sense for you to tell people that they don't have to pay their rent, but you're telling them they don't have to pay the rent right now, but you're not forgiving the rent. You're not giving the landlords uh, 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 the money to pay that rent, which means the rent is just piling up. So those people that have not paid their rent since April uh, have four months worth of rent that they still owe. Uh, But that's another issue. Then the White House officials are also looking to extend student loan uh, flexibility to certain Americans. So if you're a certain American, we don't know what that means, you're going to get some kind of treatment from the White House for all of those student loan payments that you didn't make uh, over the course of this past four-month period. White House, uh, fourth thing is White House uh, Economic Advisor Larry Kudlow also said that Trump is poised to sign executive orders deferring payroll taxes. 
Remember now, payroll taxes are what pay for Social Security and for Medicare. So if you go six months without paying the payroll taxes and nobody ever pays it, where does that money come from that has not been collected from the Treasury over the course of that time period? But of course, we don't hear Trump talking about that because Trump is trying to buy votes from you by giving you a, a, a benefit today that he knows come January or February of next year, he's going to come back and have to steal that money right back from you by crunching uh, and reducing the amount of money that is available for Social Security and for Medicare. Uh, he's talking about using executive authority to repurpose hundreds of, th- of billions of dollars that have not been spent uh, from earlier coronavirus uh, relief legislation. You know, those people that were supposed to get that $600 extra in their check that never even got their state check, let alone their federal check. He's going to treat that as unexpended money and take that money and use it to do something else, which means you're not going to be able to get that money that has not been given you up to this point. Uh, Cudlow said that the executive actions under consideration include moves to reform uh, unemployment by providing a benefit for reemployment and a retention tax uh, credit for employers. In other words, if you reemploy somebody who you laid off, they want to give you a credit for that. So who's going to benefit from this? The companies. Who's not going to benefit from this? It's definitely workers, more than likely the, the workers who are unemployed are the ones who are going to least benefit uh, from this. So let me get our callers on right now because we got Tony, Paul, and Jim uh, on the line. We want to get ourselves going. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's Tony first, right? All right, let's yeah. get Tony on from Clarence. Tony, how are you doing out there? Miserable. <laughs> because I was invited to Marago yesterday, but I refused to go because I, I didn't want to wear a mask at the uh, at, uh, at that the charade of something called a conference. When they brought all those $300,000 paying club members to uh, Mar-a-Lago to be the audience to clap for Donald Trump with this little fake uh, press briefing that he did yesterday. Is that, is that what you're talking about? Yes, that's the one. I, I rejected it outright because, you know, I have a neighbor who is the most stringent Republican I've ever seen in my life. He lives about a quarter mile from my house because we live apart from a tree farm. Okay, what by his house this morning? Biden with Biden. Vote for Biden. This is the strongest Republican I've ever seen in this area, Clarence. Hello. Yep, I'm with you. Are you there? Yep, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. You see what he did? He realizes what a joke this guy is. Secondly, Congress is the only person that can allocate money, period. Money already allocated, yeah, they could try to shift it around. Well, get this. Hoover's bill is now being constructed near the White House. Hooversville. You know what that is now, Nathan? What is Hooversville? Hooversville were the encampments that they, when Hoover was president. Oh, when yeah. people had nothing. Those were the encampments. <laughs> yep. Well, guess what? The people who have all their furniture and clothes on the front, front lawn is being thrown out of their houses. They're, now, they're, they're going to Hooversville. <laughs> yeah, Hooversville. Yeah. Yeah. You, you want to you laugh? Trump called Putin four times in 2019. Yep. He's called him eight times so far, and he's seeking his help. 
But he says he's he was he's been the toughest on Russia of any president in the history of the United States. Yeah, well, let's not joke about it because uh, trying to prevent Russia from hacking our systems is a monumental task. And O'Brien yesterday on TV said that there's nothing being done in that intelligence that doesn't smart of a a cover-up because. That DNI, whoever the hell he is, has put out a program that says Russia is trying to hack. Well, who, who didn't know that? We had it for four years, right? And he, he, they got the Ukrainians that are, yeah, are Russian sim- right. sympathizers. Right, exactly. Yeah, dock it. Right. Yeah, well, guess what? They're going to try to smear uh, Biden no matter what he does. Yep. And I'm getting sick of listening to this over your, your program and having people come down on Biden. Biden did not make a gap. He said there were many forms of Latinos. That's what he was I trying to say. I don't even understand what that was about. You have Chileans no, who were saying that there, she was saying that there were many war forms of Latinos exactly. that came to this country. Right. But yes, yes, they got on TV, they got to make a big deal, okay? Yep. Guess, guess who's really suffering? They're the people who lost their health insurance, Al Nathan, mm. to the tune of $5.4 million. Yep. They lost their health insurance because they got it from their jobs. They no longer have their jobs. And their jobs are bye-bye. Their jobs are gone. And And without the Affordable Care Act to enroll into, where are these people going to go? Even if they had the money, where are they going to go to get the health insurance? Nowhere. And you want to know something? When you started your program off, you forgot to state a fact. There are over 20 Republican senators who do not want to give a nickel to anybody yep. in this new bill. Yep. 20. Yep. That means it can't pass. And you know who's leading the bunch? Isn't a senator. It's Mark Meadows. Right. I was going to say Mark Meadows is the yeah, one, Mark the former tea, tea Party person. Right. And my last point is this. It's so desperate in the state of Texas. It's so desperately bad I mean, I have, I have, I've been kept alive by the VA. I've told you that in my 74 years on God's earth. Well, guess where the patients with COVID-19 have to go right now? To the VA. To the VA, the VA hospital in Texas, in San Antonio. And you know this is going to back this system up. This is going to back this system up more and more and more because you're not going to have less veterans needing uh, regular health care, but you're going to have have fewer spaces to be able to to, uh, to take care of them in. Al Nathan, I waited for two weeks to have my my uh, my knee Mm x-rayed outside. It's outside in a tent on Bailey Avenue. I have to have my my all my uh, my withdrawals. You know, it's gotten to the point where I hate to watch programs anymore. I hate it because all you're going to hear is complaints about Joe Biden. But I'm riding with Joe Biden. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Tony. Why don't we take our first break and then we'll get, I think it's Paul and then Jim.
All right, great. We're going to take our first break, then we'll get back to our subject. We'll see you on the side of the break here at Think Again. Think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now you won't know what you qualify for until you call 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. As you get back to business, small things can make a big difference, like marking safe distances with floor tape and posting reminders to wash hands. As always, Granger is here to help, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, Free access to product specialists, 24-7 support, safety recovery guides, and more. It's part of our commitment to help you adapt and recover in these challenging times. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. There's nothing like meeting face-to-face, and there's nothing like Zoom to make that happen. Zoom lets you connect and do business across town or around the world. Zoom ties together all of your communication needs into one easy platform for video conferencing, phone calls, group chat, webinars, and your conference rooms. Connect easily from anywhere, your mobile phone, your laptop, or conference room. Zoom is how business gets done. Get your free account at zoom.com today. Meet happy with Zoom. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN 1520. Would you like to increase your... My money's got to change, yeah. These gas prices are killing me. Still, I'm trying to hold on. Uh, 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 Paul, next. Before I grab you, Paul, I just want to make sure I put this postage note out here for all of you. If you know someone who has been unable to pay their rent, or has fallen behind in their rent or their mortgage payments or the utility payments uh, over the last four months from basically mid-March uh, through now. And that the reason for that was because they lost income or they had some unforeseen expenses due to the uh, uh, COVID-19 pandemic. If that's the case, our housing division has acquired a grant through the CARES Act uh, so that uh, through Health and Human Services, so that we can provide up to $1,000 of assistance uh, to those households that have that circumstance. Rather than try to do all of the eligibility stuff right now, if you call uh, Drew Canfield, that's D-R-E-W, Canfield is C-A-N-F-I-E-L-D, or Salisa Watson, that's S-A-L-I-S-A, is Salisa Watson, W-A-T-S-O-N. Uh, on the number, their number is 881 881- Six five four three. That's eight eight one six five four three. You can't call them today. You got to call them on Monday. 
but you want to get into that program right now, start getting your eligibility stuff and documentation together right now. So when these dollars are being available to us, I think we have our notice of award. The contract should be in our hands sometime during the course of the next week. And we can start moving some of these money. So I want to get you guys uh, out on that right, right away. You have to be a, a resident of Erie County uh, for this program. Other counties have their own program. Uh, so having said all of that, let me grab Paul in Buffalo and get his thoughts. Paul, how are you doing out there? Good, Nathan. How are you? Good to hear from you. You know, uh, the, uh, the Republicans had said from the, from the start of this new uh, stimulus idea that the Democrats didn't budge at all, weren't going to budge. Mm-hmm. And so for, for the Democrats to, you know, to uh, say, well, it will cut a trillion dollars, that's pretty, that's pretty substantial. And, yeah, and just, just a 33% like drop. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I wonder if the $2 billion for the new federal building is still in the, in the bill. That would be interesting. See, part, part of the thing, Paul, is that the Democrats... Uh, or, or the the Congress. Let me just say that the House of Representatives, led by the Democrats, they passed their bill, uh, three point, uh, three, I think it was just the three point oh something uh, trillion dollar bill. They passed that bill two and a half months ago, ten weeks ago. The Republicans have sat on this all this time. Then they they keep claiming that they put four different proposals in front of the Democrats. That's not true. They've had four different configurations they've talked about amongst themselves. They didn't actually put anything in writing to the Democrats. So they're taking their internal deliberations in their negotiating in negotiations with themselves and then saying the Democrats haven't responded to the Republicans' internal negotiations with themselves. This is just patently false. And that's the problem I have with our media. We allow things to be said and unrebutted that are are patently false things, and it creates the wrong impression, I think, in people's minds. Yeah, um, and another thing that I'd like to mention, you talked about health insurance a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the first things that Trump said when he, maybe before he was elected, was that he was going to have a better plan. A that, beautiful, he said a beautiful. Yeah, a beautiful plan. <laughs> and he, 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 uh, he repeated that with Chris Wallace, and he repeated right. it again. Yep. So wh- where is it? He he said he was going to repeal Obamacare and replace it with something bigger and more beautiful and terrific, and he hasn't done a single thing. I mean, it took them like two and a half years to put even some kind of a construct together. What they tried to put together was so ridiculously uh, uh, unresponsive to the needs of the, of the people. We had... Uh, women with their husbands in wheelchairs, you know, coming to uh, 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 what do you call a town hall meetings and whatnot, you know, and begging the Republicans, don't do what you're talking about doing. Don't tear up, you know, and of course now they call it the Affordable Care Act. You know, when, when they were, the same people that were uh, on Donald Trump's side were calling it the Obamacare, you know, but when they began to realize that this was this health care act was helping them, then it became the Affordable Care Act again. But you know, you, you, you notice you notice how there's more states that are adding the um, state you know mandate, right? And and uh, also adding or, or, or taking advantage of the expansion of of, of Medicaid because That's you're going right. to pick up five or six million people that will get insured just by adding your state into the pool of people that have access to enhanced 
uh, Medicaid. Uh, it, it's just crazy that you could have so many governors who would be willing to sacrifice the health interest of so many millions of people in the name of pleasing Donald Trump, lowering uh, 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 taxes and propping up the uh, coal industry. I mean, that just doesn't make any sense at all. No, and there's one other thing I'd like to mention that, um, you know, concerning a federal uh, plan for this whole thing, the the idea that Jared Kushner was going to, you know, had a plan, a beautiful plan, I guess, but then realized, hey, well, this is happening in the blue state, so we won't, we'll just uh, <laughs> kind of let them suffer alone. Right. And, right. And, and, you know, of course it backfired because, you know, now we're all doing pretty well, and now it's all in, in you know, the, and, and the Paul, 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 it's important that we say this again. Whatever this coronavirus is, it is different than anything that we have ever experienced before. Every time you take your hand off of the pressure where you've got this virus tamped down, it just looks for some place in the country where you don't have your, your, your hand on it. You, you're not tamping it down, and it just erupts someplace else. You have yeah, to do... At, go ahead. Look at look at South Dakota. Look at what they're doing. There you that go. crazy, you know, motorcycle, uh, I, I don't know, thing. 250,000 people of a town of 7,000. Mm-hmm. I mean, this you is know. just... A, the, 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 you can't not understand that this virus requires you to give 100% of your attention to killing this virus. You have to kill it where it is. And you have to be diligent and you have to stay on it all the time. If that means that somebody doesn't like you, you know, some lady running around, you know, with her red, white, and blue bandana and, you know, her AR-15s, you know, shouting, you know, freedom. If she doesn't like you, you just have to live with that because you can't defeat this virus unless you are on it all the time. There is no half-baked you know, way of doing it. The virus doesn't allow you to function that way. It's a cousin of the common cold, but much, 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 much worse. Right. Right. I mean, it's a Corona class virus. I'm not saying it's not a Corona class virus, but it operates differently than any other virus that we have seen in the past. So thanks, Paul. I appreciate you, man. All right. Let me grab Jim and then we'll get to Frank and then Kevin. We're going to. OK, <laughs> Matt will sort it out for me. Let me grab Jim real quick. Jim, how are you doing out there? Hey, good. Good, Nathan. How are you? I'm doing great. Good to talk to you. Yeah, I can't believe I beat my friend John in this <laughs> week. Uh, this is kind of unique. But uh, I wanted to focus on the title of your show. Think again and uh, look at Trump's campaign slogan uh let's make america great again mm-hmm. let's, let's think again and see well what did make america great in the first place yes well now we have to go back to our history we have to look at valley forge we have to look at gettysburg we have to look at the fields of france we have to look at the sands of iwo jima and we have to look at the sacrifice that was put forth by these Americans, whether they were white, black, Latino, or whatever. And uh, and they came together to uh, essentially make America great, right? Well, I would have to go a little bit further than that. 
in other words, we'd have to talk about the Homestead Act uh, in 1852 that made it possible for us to develop uh, the uh, continent, uh, uh, the continental portion of the United States to the west of the Mississippi River that was done through the Homestead Act that allowed uh, people to get... You sure that wasn't uh, 1862 under Lincoln's administration? Well, there were, there were uh, 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 two uh, uh, Homestead Acts. Uh, the one you're talking about was the Southern Homestead Act. Uh, there was an act before that. There, was another, there were permutations of the Homestead Act. Let me just say it that way. What it did is it allowed people to, to, to get 90 to 150 acres of land for pennies. Okay. They would get that for like 16 right. to, to, to $90 and so on. There's no or way in the world. You, a mule, right. right. So, so land becomes the cornerstone of, uh, of wealth, of equity. Now, of course, African people were not allowed to get that land under uh, uh, those homestead acts. I think less than one half of one percent of the uh, of those lands that were acquired under those acts went into the hands of African people. But in terms of making America great again, the middle class was anchored by the equity that was created by their ownership of land. That's what made America great. The Social Security Act, the, the New Deal which took all those uh, uh, families that had been devastated by the uh, uh, Great Depression, those people mm -hmm. were able to get back on their feet uh, in the mid to late uh, 1930s because of the New Deal, which put people in a position where they had access to, 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 to working opportunities. The Tennessee Valley Authority, public works uh, uh, employment, uh, uh, Social Security ins ensuring that older people didn't die of starvation in the United States, which they were dying of uh, in 1910, 1915, 1920, 1925. People were dying in the streets of starvation because there was no income for people that couldn't work. Uh, but, yeah, so but the New Deal con conquered that, right. What we're looking at then is our history, which is not being taught in the schools properly, which is not being afforded enough time. But I want to say this about Americans in general. Americans love a tragic story, but they also like it with a happy ending. Hmm, that's and, for sure, uh, right. I think what we have here in 2016 is a tragic story, and in 2020, I think we're going to have a happy ending because we're going to get rid of this uh, president that's in office right now, and we're going to get back on track again. And I just want to say one final thing about how do we defeat racism? Mm -hmm. How do we do it? Well, we, we look again at Lincoln, and Lincoln said, we all have to appeal to the better angels in all of us. And if we do that, we can step back and we can forgive one another and we can look at each other, regardless of the color of their skin, and say, you know, let's come together and treat each other with respect and dignity. Uh, that's my rant for today. And I challenge my friend Dick to call in because he's very, very educated and he's got some issues, but... Uh, He's hesitant to pick up that phone. It gets heavy. So we're going to send a challenge <laughs> out to Dick today to, uh, to call your show. Right. But keep Tell up the good work you right. like what you're doing. Absolutely. Have a good day. Thanks, Jim. And uh, don't be afraid to call in, Rick, you know, because we don't try to beat up a dick, rather. We don't want to uh, – we, we don't beat up people. Uh, we know we do try to challenge uh, things that we think are untrue with what we believe to be true, and we accept – uh, uh, correction. If we find something that we think is uh, true and it turns out not to be true, we accept correction 
uh, on this program, but we don't try to hurt people or, or embarrass people or anything like that. This is a safe space for you to call. Let me grab uh, Frank in Niagara Falls, then we'll grab uh, Kevin in Pendleton. Frank, how are you doing out there? Well, this is my safe space, Nathan. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Nathan, trillions for the wealthy and crumbs and GOP death panels for the rest of us, huh? Frank, I'm trying to get my arms around or my mind around how Donald Trump thinks that he's going to be able to provide uh, this payroll protection stuff, this enhanced unemployment stuff that is going to cost, I think, four or five hundred billion dollars, because that's what it, what they had allocated for those programs uh, in in the first round of the stimulus stuff. So if you're going to do that again with executive order, you got to do that to move something like four or five hundred billion dollars. Where is that money going to come from? That money can't come from existing programs. And if you have four or five hundred billion dollars in the original CARES Act program that has not been spent, then that means you've been lying all this time that you were you, you created this money and you were using it to actually help people. You actually been sitting on the money, you know, over the course of this time. And the people that were eligible for those dollars still have the ability to apply for those dollars. This is. Well, I, I don't even know why I'm acting surprised because very little of what Donald Trump says has any kind of internal cohesion or, or integrity to it. So I should just accept that reality and stop looking for better. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for disciplining hey. me. <laughs> oh, gosh. Hey, hey, next, hey, Nathan, next time Republican voters put a businessman in charge of country, you know, please make sure he or she is an agreed-stricken, power-mad lunatic who will violate the emoluments clause over and over. Over and you, over again, right? You, you know, all the evidence points to the uh, Trump-Pence administration and Republican Congress ready for the fire sale of everything valuable in the U.S. to their billionaire and foreign entity pimps, you, you know, at, at the expense of the American people. Yep. And that's when the real revolution begins. It'll make the Black Lives Matter protests look like a schoolyard shuffle. <laughs> this is the top 1% and GOP's Marie Antoinette moment. There you go. And Nathan, <laughs> hey, you know, allow me to direct your listeners' attention to the Business Insider article by Isaac Shear, dated April 6, 2020. Internal Pentagon plans from 2017 warned of coronavirus outbreak and massive shortages of medical supplies and equipment. You, you know, the U.S. government wasted trillions on the Pentagon spending, but those lazy Republican SOBs in Congress and the White House never bothered to read military memos. Yeah. And another damning report appeared in the Times of Israel by staff dated April 16, 2020. Trump administration alerted Israel and NATO to coronavirus outbreaks in China in November 2020. Mm -hmm. The White House was not interested in the intel, but passed it on to NATO and the idea. Yep. So just remember how Republicans in the U.S. Uh, public corporate news media treated Obama and uh, Biden administration over the Ebola and other diseases. Yep. You know, wh why aren't these facts against the Trump-Pence administration not the subject of intense media scrutiny and law enforcement inve investigation? I think we you know, know the at answer. The, <laughs> at the very least, 
uh, we're talking about conspiracy and gross negligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, negligence. Yeah. And I'd like to see a police officer with his knee on Trump's neck and, and then somebody to stop and frisk uh, Pence and his mother. <laughs> I mean wife. <laughs> That's horrible. That's horrible. Thank you. (laughs) So uh, should we grab or should we take our first, our last break? Let's do that so we can give Kevin and Ron some time. So if you all stick with us, we will see you on the side of the break here at Think Again. Think Again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. During these challenging times, listening is fundamental to promoting understanding and healing. That's why I'm Listening is here to help you talk about mental health. We feature conversations from celebrities and mental health professionals who share how they manage anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues. Our mission is to combat the universally felt crisis of distance and division by promoting conversations that end the stigma of talking about mental health. Find resources and more information at imlistening.org. That's imlistening.org. Hi, I'm Katherine Schwarzenegger Pratt. A few years ago, I became really interested in forgiveness. I wanted to find out why something that seemed so simple was actually so hard. On my journey to learn more about forgiveness, I heard some incredible stories of people who were able to forgive what most of us would consider to be the unforgivable. The Gift of Forgiveness is available now. Subscribe on radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 Watt, ESPN 1520. All right, here we go. And before I grab um, uh, uh, Kevin uh, uh, real quick, and then we'll get uh, Ron and then Donnie, I want to throw something out here, truth in reporting. The jobs report came out this week indicating that the economy created uh, 1.7 or 1.8 million jobs in July, and that the unemployment rate is now down to 10.2%. And naturally, Trump has taken a victory lap as if this is some sort of achievement uh, based on some set of policies or tactics that he understood. I just want to help us with something. The economy, according to uh, CNN uh, Finance, said that it, the economy shed 21 million jobs in April of this year. And... Uh, uh, an estimated 50 million jobs as a result of Trump's shutdown uh, of the economy uh, in uh, uh, from the, the, the beginning of, of March uh, of this year. So April by itself, 21 jobs were lost. I went through the CNN business report uh, uh, reports on jobs each month. Uh, April 22nd, the job, uh, uh, or excuse me, in April, 22 million jobs were lost, according to CNN. Uh, 
uh, April was probably the worst month for American job losses since the Great Depression. Since the May report, or since then, the May report showed 2.5 million jobs returning. June report showed 1.8 million jobs returning. The July report shows 1.8 additional million uh, million jobs returning. That's 6.1 million of the 22 million jobs that were lost uh, from April, May, and uh, uh, April, May, uh, excuse me, uh, from May, June, and July. What is Donald Trump bragging about? That we got less than a third uh, uh, of the jobs uh, that have been lost have been uh, uh, resumed or the companies have rehired those people over the course of this time period. That still leaves two thirds of the jobs that still have not been recovered over the course of this time period. You knock these people out of their jobs in a 10 or 12 day period and it's taken you three months and you still haven't restored even more than a third of those people back to the jobs that they've lost. I just want to be clear about that because, you know, you got these people that are out here saying that Trump is doing a great job because, you know, you got all of these millions of jobs that are being so-called created. These are not new jobs. These are jobs that people already had that they were knocked out of in the course of the shutdown and that people are now, companies are now rehiring those people in the jobs that they already had. You don't get credit for that, okay? I just want to be clear about that. Let me grab uh, Kevin real quick, then we'll get Ron, then we'll get Donnie. Kevin, how you doing out there? Yeah, I'll need him here. Let me first start off a full declaration disclosure. This coming November, I ain't voting for Donald Trump. <laughs> I ain't voting. <laughs> And I ain't voting for Joe Biden, okay? I ain't voting for Joe Biden either. Now, just to clarify those two statements there for you, but before I go further, and this adds to it to your previous caller, Jim, speaking about Lincoln and who speaks about, um, you know, the following the higher angels. That same guy who's telling us about the higher angels and being proclaimed as a great sacred, you know, um, you know, idol for black people. Let me tell you something. When Stephen Douglas, in his second debate with Lincoln, asked him if he would allow his daughter to be with a black man, did you know what the answer was? No. Oh, right, no. And on top of that, too, and on top, and he's talking about high angels, and, you know, and I know, Jim, you love Lincoln, but let me tell you something. Lincoln wouldn't even let his daughter marry a black man, far more for being with one, okay? Even if Frederick Douglass after put milk in his coffee and ended up hanging with Lincoln, right, with marrying a white woman. No way. Lincoln ain't doing it. So Kevin, and by the way, Ke- Kevin, by the let's, way. let's agree that many of these people that are put up before us as iconic, almost saintly figures in the United States, when you look up under the covers, you find out that they're not as clean as they uh, try to make themselves appear to be. I, okay, I, I say this about Lyndon Baines Johnson, and you've heard me many times on this program. Mm-hmm. I lavish praise on Lyndon Baines Johnson. Lyndon yeah. Baines Johnson was a bull weevil mm-hmm. Democrat. He was mm-hmm. lined up with mm-hmm. these people that were start trying to create, recreate the Southern yep. uh, Confederacy and so on. But the yep. reason why I give him respect mm-hmm. is because when he took over John Kennedy's administration after Kennedy was killed, he actually did what John Kennedy's administration had said it was going to do. He set mm-hmm. aside his own preferences and he mm-hmm. elevated the preferences of the man he replaced because he right. felt it was his responsibility to honor John Kennedy's legacy. Right. And so yeah. you have to give him credit for that. Even though he may have been mm-hmm. a bull weevil Democrat, you yeah, still okay. have to give him credit for what he I, did. I give him credit. 
So, no, no, no. I'll give him the credit for that. But let no. me, I'll just complete what I was saying in my opening statement. And by the way, um, on the other side of the dial, a new host had mentioned uh, to the Republican Party, mm-hmm. and they ain't accepted, and they won't accept me because he said the future of the Republican Party is homosexuals, black people, <laughs> brown people, right? They ain't want to hear that. Okay? So guess what? Republican Party. Lights out. And by the way, the guy on the the, 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 the leading um, nominee for the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. and he says, hey, Mac, you ain't black. If you don't vote Joe Biden, I ain't voting for you either. Okay? So, right? And the, I know, every, Everybody's piling onto that statement. I, honestly, I, I, I think that Joe Biden thought he was being cute. And okay, he, he okay. thought he thought that black people were going to say, yeah, you tell him, Joe. But that's right. not the way people play. They didn't react to it the way he thought they would. <laughs> let me close off here, by the way. The response to the Republican Party, you let Donald Trump Jr.'s daughter, um, son's girlfriend ride into tongue after that same host on the other side of the dial was telling them, hey, get your house in order, Republican Party. What, the, what their answer was? Well, besides rejecting him as the candidate, you know, on the other side of the dial, mm-hmm. right, the, the host, what they did, uh, Donald Trump Jr.'s do- um, son's girlfriend rides into town, right, be the host, big fundraiser, and her answer to him and to me was this. When we put candidates, let get, let's get folks who sign the front of a check, not the back of a check. <laughs> so you know what, people? Guess what? NY27? You get where you deserve if you go ahead with Jacobs, okay? And this is not an endorsement for Nate McMurray. Just a full disclosure here, by the way. So <laughs> anyway, right. that's my two cents, my brother. All Thank right. you for giving we, me my time. We, we gave you Take three care. cents there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me grab Ron and get his thoughts. Ron, how are you doing out there? Oh, not too bad. <laughs> I, I, I'm not clear of that call, Kevin's last call. He doesn't like either of them, so who is he going to vote for? I didn't quite catch that. He just wanted you to know he wasn't going to vote for any of them. He's not going to tell you who he really is going to vote for because I'm not sure he knows who he – I'm not sure where he wants to send his vote. He just doesn't want to send it to either one of them. I'm okay with that. The problem is that if you don't vote for Biden, then you're effectively – you know, the way the two-party system works, there's no other viable candidate, so that's the problem. I mean, you might not, I'm not a big fan of his either, but, you know, if you want to prevent a disaster, you've got to vote for him. I mean, Well, you know, uh, Ron, we have a lot of people that think that they're deep thinkers, so they vote for Jill Stein or somebody like that, thinking that somehow that, that is making a difference, when in fact they're actually concretizing the opposite of what it is that they want to occur. I know. Uh, if you don't like Trump... Then you, I mean, that voting for a person to the left of Biden helps Trump. I mean, that's the way, unfortunately, that's the way this system works. If yep. we had a parliamentary system, it wouldn't be necessarily like that, but that's the way it works. So, yep. I mean, uh, I'm curious about something here. You, uh, you can you, he can't, Trump can't, um, uh, uh, I know where you're going. Spend money with executive action, Ken. He's talking about doing all this. And how can he do it? That's the the power of the first resides in the House. What what he can do, and I think this is a stretch of the law. I'm not sure that this can really be done to the extent to which which he says he, he wants to do it. What he's claiming is that he wants to take money that has already been authorized by Congress to be spent and spend the money on something different than what Congress authorized that money to be spent for. So example, let's say that you have um, $50,000 in a 
um, some sort of an education program in the military, but you want to buy $50,000 worth of weapons, you could divert the money from the education program and put the money into weapons by executive order because you're not moving new money. You're taking existing money and, and, and just changing where that money is going to be purposed. I'm not certain that you can actually do what I just said as neatly as Trump says he can do it, but that's been some of the law, you know, some, some of the uh, court uh, uh, cases that have been filed by Congress uh, against Trump is, is over that issue. Now, well, yeah, when, I mean, there's probably a certain amount of discretion right. from, from one whole program. In other words, if you're in the military, if you're in a military construction uh, program and you want to move some money from, I don't know, building a school house versus an apartment building right. in the like, same area, I can't believe he can just take money from, you know, Social Security and hand it out to business or vice right, versa. Right, that's what I mean. You couldn't take it from Health and Human Services and put it into the Defense Department. I don't think you could do I, that. I don't believe that. Right. I don't know how he's going to get away with that. See, and then we're talking about, Ron, it's the amount of money that we're talking about. Well, I know. It's not a few million. It's like hundreds of billions. Hundreds of billions. I just don't see how that can get done. But my, my thought is, just studying Donald Trump historically, is that he's just faking. You know, he's just, he's throwing up these strident, extremist kinds of uh, positions, knowing that he can't follow through on what he's saying. He's just doing that to get all of us stirred up, saying, oh my God, Donnie's trying to do this, Donnie's trying to do that. You know, this is horrible, he can't do that. So he gets us off on that track, and we stop focusing on the fact that there are 65,000 new people getting infected every single day in the United States. And this man has the gall to say that we got control on this thing because we're plateauing. We're plateauing at twice the rate that the country's infections were when you shut the entire economy to, uh, of, of, the, of the country down. How can well, that be a good thing? Yeah, well, he says one thing. He says that, um, that we're plateauing or we're doing well. Then the next day the CDC comes out and says, you know, expect 300,000 dead by the end of the year. <laughs> right. Is that plateauing? Right, that's exactly, that's I my mean, point. It's idiotic. It that's exactly sense. my point. And he's right. still, you know, people are, the only person who seems, that in any of the interviews, that seems to have challenged, basically said it's Chris Wallace. He gave him a little bit of a hard time, but they're, they're still, they're still handling him with kid gloves. I don't yep. understand this at all. Can you imagine if this was Obama doing this? Oh, oh my God. Man. I mean, they made a big deal of 1,400 that died with the N1M1. Right. Uh, they were attacking him for months over that. And yet, uh, you got, you got 160,000 now? And they keep giving this hassle about why Obama didn't invade Syria and so on. Obama would have invaded Syria, but he tried to obey the law, and he went to Congress and says, before I go with this kind of a massive approach, uh, a military uh, uh, approach to Syria, I need to get some authorization from you. And then, well, yeah, he wanted he wanted political cover. Right. The Republicans wouldn't give him a political right. cover, and then they blamed him for it. Then they blamed him, right? Exactly, and they're Idiotic. still blaming and, him and the today. The media never reported right. that. Exactly. Uh, and, and by the way, you, uh, this the, the official unemployment rate is said they said it's ten point two percent. Right. They hardly ever mention that. I can remember in the run up to the twenty sixteen election. They were giving, uh, they were doing in-depth analysis of it on, on the nightly news. I remember two of the last three months, the unemployment rate ticked up. 
before right. November. Right, and they made this horrible made thing about it. it. Right. Yep. Hardly mentioning it here now. Yep. The fact that we got unemployment rate that's 5% higher than it was when Trump and, took office. And, Ron, as you talk about that, remember, we lost 50, 50 million jobs. Think about how many people have applied for unemployment since the second week of March. We've had over 48 million, almost 50 million people applied for unemployment over the course of that time period. That means right. 50 million people lost their well, right. jobs. And, and the terms, they're forcing in some of these states people to go back. And right. yet they're, they're making, the Congress has in this latest stimulus package, even though this virus is wildly out of control, they're trying to force it so that, A, you have to go back to work, and B, you can't sue if you get sick or die. There you go. Can people see that? There you that? go. There you go. And you never hear them on the nightly news back at that time talking about, you know, uh, uh, for this month, you know, we lost 22 million jobs. Uh, we lost 12 million jobs. But as soon as we started getting some jobs coming back, oh, this is the greatest number of job returns or, or, or new jobs yep. created in the history of the universe. That's the way, that's the way I've heard of it. Yep. yep. <laughs> you know. So, okay, I got to run. I got to get Alrighty. two more calls on. Thanks, man. Okay, Let me grab uh, Donnie in Middleport. Then we'll grab Mark. Donnie, how are you doing out there? Yeah, good man, good. I have All a right. question there. Sure. About when that when that debate with uh, uh, Lincoln, candidate Lincoln, talked right. about would you let your daughter marry a black man? The question should ask: uh, How many of you bedded black women? Because uh, <laughs> slavery was still going on. In fact, that was going. That stuff was going on after the Civil War. That, all, that's a great. That's Crow. a great point, Donnie. Because. They probably all would have had to say, yes, we did. <laughs> Strom Thurmond is a good example of that. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Uh, that's a that's a great point. And not just that. But my, my father came from the Carolinas in, uh, in the 60s. But before that, he said uh, it wasn't just the uh, the politicians. How many of the, uh, uh, the the Caucasian women were bed in black? This is down south. Right. He said, how, how many men, how many bellboys does it need? How many bellboys do you require to push a tray to your room? <laughs> he had guys coming through the back, uh, through the kitchen exit, you know, entrance and stuff, and leaving, and said, and, and nobody's supposed to know about this. Yep. It takes one guy. It don't take two or three guys. Yep. <laughs> and, and then you remember, you know, there used to be movies they would have back in the fifties. You know, when somebody'd have a baby and the baby turned out to be black, and they, how can that possibly be and whatnot? Then they came up with all kind of mystery stories. Well, you know, if you have this kind of science, you know, and this many, you know, things out of this many things, you know, some some statistical frequency analysis, one out of every eighty six hundred billion babies, you know, would be born this way. They come up with all this kind of nonsense and whatnot instead instead of saying what's obviously true. Obviously, you slept with somebody who was black, and that's why you got a black baby coming out of your stomach. Right. Well, he said he his, his brothers because his brothers are older said. He was seeing cases where Caucasian women, they weren't allowed to have the baby. They had to go to a, what they used to call a colored hospital, a oh, Negro sure. hospital. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they had a child right next to a black woman. Yep. They didn't go over to You need to get a picture of that. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Life has been funky, you know, all this time. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Donnie. I appreciate you, man. Let me get Mark on real quick. Mark, how you doing out there? Hey, Nathan. I saw a, gra I saw a teacher with a great sign the other day. It said, uh, I can't teach if I'm dead. <laughs> i got to write that one down. Can't teach if I'm dead. <laughs> I can't teach if I'm dead. A teacher was holding that sign. And, uh, okay, 2.5 million added to the rolls. That's a combination. They got a federal uh, unemployment, and then they got a regular unemployment. Uh, it was, uh, federal unemployment was a million 
regular unemployment was 1.5 million. That's 2.5 million added to the rolls for unemployment, and the media reports it as down. Right, and the thing that's so killing about this, this is 21 weeks in a row. 55 million people right. out of work. That we have had more than a million people applying for unemployment insurance. And you know that, and you know that that uh, that uh, uh, that unemployment rate is higher than 10.2. Of course. 10.5. Of course. But I'm even comparing apples and oranges. 10.2% unemployment is worse than it was in the worst phase of, of the Great the Recession. Depression. Exactly. Okay. So uh, how does Donnie get to and walk around taking a, a victory lap? Right? That it's ticked up. They said uh, the, 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 uh, or the, the uh, unemployment rate and, the, uh, and the, uh, the unemployment rate has ticked down and the, and the unemployment has ticked. They both ticked down. So yep. it's good news for Trump. And that's the thing that I'm, I'm concerned about because Trump gets to play this as if something that he did uh, has led to a lowering of the unemployment rate, you know, the increase in jobs. These are, the thing is, the media reports on Republicans positively, reports on Democrats negatively. negatively. Yep. At, on every turn, yep. they have a complete double standard you know i was watching nancy pelosi she was on uh uh that friday show on uh, uh pbs um, mm -hmm. um i forgot news night or with, with judy woodworth right right so judy woodworth is 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 pushing out all these all these right-wing talking points and about that and about what what are the cares act that they passed four four months ago that republicans shelved they won't they won't pick it up she's po pointing out every Republican talking point on this CARES Act, and 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 I'm so proud of Nancy Pelosi. She says, "Well, if you wanna, if you wanna, uh, if you wanna, um, uh, uh, what's what's that word? If if you wanna uh, uh, advocate for them, you can't." She goes, "Oh no, I'm not advocating. <laughs> I'm playing devil's advocate." Right. But she got busted. Right. But she always plays like, devil devil's advocate on the Democrats' uh, 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 conversation, but on the Republican conversation, it's always. An affirmative, you know, kind of a, a, a posture. And Nathan, one more thing. Sure. There was a Kushner memo. Don't worry about the virus because it's only in, in blue, the blue states. states. Yep. And it's hitting the black. Yep. That yep. is a uh, official memo yep. that how, isn't being and, and, reported. Right. How much attention is being paid to that? I've seen that, you know, on uh, Mother Jones and so on. That but, is that yep. is a a a, a um uh uh. uh it's go. Got to go. Sorry, Mark. We got to go. We're at the end of the hour. Thank you so much. And thank you, Ultra, for listening to us and supporting us here at The World. Excuse me. Think again. Think again. You've been listening to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Be sure to tune in again next week at this same time for more Think Again.